Hey there, Biblical Mind listeners. Um, we have a special announcement about an event that we're putting on in New York City. It's called the Bible Thinks Workshop, and we're going to sit down together for one evening and one full day on a Friday and Saturday, and we are going to walk through Scripture and ask the question, how do the biblical authors engage other religions, other cultures, other philosophies of their day? How do the biblical authors engage the other? Uh, we're going to do this together. There are about 20 spots available for this workshop. It's going to be in New York City at the Philos Project office, who's our partner in this venture. And we have five travel scholarships. So if you're out of town, we'll fly you in and put you up in a hotel. If you're in the New York City area, you can come on in for the Friday evening, December 9th, 7.30, December 10th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Apply for the one of the 20 spots at hebraicthought.org forward slash events. That's hebraicthought.org forward slash events. You'll see a link there by which you can apply. If you don't want to come uh, or you can't come, pass this along to somebody who you think would be interested. Again, uh, this is December 9th and 10th, uh, December 9th, Friday evening, December 10th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in New York City. We're very excited to be in the room together and to work through biblical text together and show you how we think Hebraic thought emerges quite naturally from the biblical text. This is the Biblical Mind Podcast, produced by the Center for Hebraic Thought. Honest five-star reviews help others find this podcast. Visit the magazine at thebiblicalmind.org for articles and videos that explore the deep structures of Scripture. I was born and brought up in the Akuki uh, primary religion. Um, that is traditional religion, um, somewhat, uh, although we are part of, now part of India, but we are not in no way closer to Hindu culture, right. uh, Hindu religion. Therefore, our uh, religion was, in fact, it was closer to, you know, Old Testament, the Jews' mm. uh, uh, tradition, some of them, not everything, but some of them. Um, so my father was uh, a priest. Uh, his duty was to to live uh, a very in, uh, life of integrity, and and then has to learn, has to learn uh, some kind of chantings, and mm. then uh, and then heal people, and then diagnose the sickness of the people, and then gather. Um, uh, herbs and you know uh, things that uh, he uses to heal heal people, um, kind of a, a a traditional healer. So mm. the, I was I was I was following him and uh, wanting to, I mean planning to be uh, a follower of my father, uh, but um, at the age of uh, around maybe eleven twelve, um, I am not sure. I don't know my my age, there are birds and things like this, so it's difficult for me to say. So I, uh, Christianity came to to next to my village, and then mm. it came along with modern education. So so um, my parents thought, well, for your generation, you cannot help, but uh, you you have to go along with other people, and so they allow me to, you know, um, explore a new faith, and then so I hmm. I I. I I embraced, I became Christian. So um, then, then 
that Christianity that I embrace uh, was very much part of a uh, uh, European or Westernized uh, mm. uh, influence uh, theology, and, and so so I was uh, brought up in that kind of um, uh, faith tradition, and then I did all my education, including my PhD, and but um, uh, it was it was uh, much later that I realized that. Um, well, um, this is not uh, the best way for us as people in, in, in Northeast India, among the tribal people, we call tribal people, indigenous people, that we must, uh, we must, uh, we don't have to go, uh, know God via somebody's culture, but, you know, uh, from, uh, from where we are, you know, that's what, uh, that's a challenge. Then I I um, um, left my job actually <laughs> left my job in university. Uh, you know, uh, I was uh, um, had a privilege of serving in university for twenty about twenty years as a, mm. a teaching theology and ethics and all that. And so I left my that job and then came back to Northeast and then initiated um, a center for this integrate uh, integral study uh, specialized in indigenous studies. So. So the point is that uh, for me also, this is a new thing that mm. I have not learned uh, during my so-called theological uh, education. Um, but I learned more after coming back here when I uh, interact with uh, local people. And, and of course, uh, this, uh, this idea uh, uh, also influenced and encouraged by my Western friends, um, hmm. and, and so to be fair enough, um, so yeah, uh, it is a kind of a, a Christian journey, a next step after hmm. my con uh, conversion to Christianity. Um, so, in other words, is rerouting myself into faith, my faith and my culture, and thereby. Uh, discovering if you like you know the word discovering um more aspects of the gospel uh christian message yeah. um in my context um but uh this discovery in for me i'm convinced uh, that um is not only for my own context but it's also i I'm convinced more and more that some of these things are very helpful for uh, people outside uh, my context or the uh, you know the larger uh, global context. So yeah. So I'm yeah I'm 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 still learning yeah. of course, uh, but I'm <laughs> I'm so happy uh, that um, uh, um, I'm doing what I'm doing, and then I I'm also encourage my. My my own father, uh, who is who is no more, uh, when he was alive, and um, he used to tell me that um, when I was converted, I mean I accepted Christianity, and and I, you know, asked him to stop following that religion and then embrace Christianity. And then he used to tell me, uh, well, um, you don't know what you're doing, but then after me, you will spend money, your time, and your life to 
uh, shirts, what I'm doing, but you will not find there, he says. <laughs> so, wow. so, so now I realize, especially when I was doing my research in, 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 uh, in Britain, uh, uh, British Library and, and, and archives in Oxford and Wales, and that really came to, my, to, to me a phrase that I'm now looking for um, insights that you know my father used to uh, follow, and but mm. nowhere I can find those things. So, but still, then um, it's it's something's better than nothing. So I'm I'm, I'm happy that um, God has uh, given me a chance to do this a little bit, and then I'm also grateful to uh, my friends uh, who are who have encouraged me to in the I mean, this journey. So thank yeah. you. No, I think that, that's really helpful. And as far as it, it is amazing to me that you understanding better how Christianity um, can be a different kind of religion in in this little uh, enclave of India. I, which honestly, I didn't know this part of India existed until I was re- <laughs> yeah. reading the very. Yeah, I didn't know there's a little chunk that goes off into uh, the to, to the mainland there. Uh, um, so this is all new to me, including that there's this kind of primal religion, uh, primal religion groups there. Um, but that you can learn more through your own theological journey, and then people like me sitting in New York City are reading it, thinking, "Oh, I can think of 15 ways in which this helps me <laughs> to understand what's happening in my context as well." That's amazing to me. Um, I so I have a lot of questions. Uh, I maybe want to ask you first because you studied at Aberdeen, um, so you've spent some time in the West. Um, when you say European or Western Christianity, like what are the like the obvious things to you that are mm-hmm. different about European Western Christianity that aren't necessarily like they're not necessary to Christianity itself? It's just uh, that you associate with that flavor of Christianity. Well, uh, when I say Western culture or Western form of Christianity, uh, first I must say that um, I am in no way uh, condemning or um, judging uh, because that's how the our, our, our friends in the West in the world they find it meaningful. So, so it's meaningful for them. Mm. But uh, for me, what was the difference was I came from the culture where uh, you, as individual, sometimes cannot make a decision on your own mm. because mm. you are in a community. Um, I'm not the oldest son in the family, therefore, um, I don't make major decisions. My eldest brother does. Hmm. Uh, that was a kind of culture I came um, I came from. And then when I when I uh, went to um, uh, Britain, um, that was something that I I find uh, very different. The difference that I I found with my own uh, cultural worldview was the fact that uh, in Britain um, you. Uh, or in Western society, um, a person uh, survives on his, his or her own in many ways. Mm. Whereas in my culture, um, it is is a community base. And for example, 
if you are if you are a younger uh, son or a child, um, m most of the time you don't make you don't make the decisions. The eldest son does, and so so there was little uh, difference I found, and and in fact. Uh, that somehow impacted on me when I returned to my own community. Mm. Um, you know that uh, sometimes, sometimes you want to do things in the way you want it, but but you know sometimes your family, your society, community uh, doesn't feel that way, and then mm. you become you know um, somebody who is not really uh, getting along with uh, the community and so there was a cultural uh, aspect and then it also connected to the idea uh, of uh, faith itself uh, like um, like uh, in a primary religion um, it was a community base mm -hmm. community base community when I say community it is include not only human beings but also the unseen spirits hmm. and nature animals and all that yeah so so you cannot live uh, the way you want it. Uh, you have to live it considering other beings around you. So therefore, you are you are really um, you you really uh, living consciously uh, of other beings around you, so that you don't hurt their feelings. Hmm. Uh, whereas um, in, in 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 Western culture, it was like uh, individual is the most important, and then. For example, salvation is one person. If you believe in Jesus and you go to heaven, um, so that that's everything about a person, individual, and so uh, not necessarily uh, theologically uh, wrong or right, but then it is a difference between the two cultures. So, so that was something that I find um, I find the Western uh, form of uh, worldview and thinking. About Christianity and, and and theology, and especially when it comes to um, uh, we, we we have a we have a, a practice called born again, you know, born again uh, thing, and then is you 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 are the one who is responsible for your life. Mm -hmm. So therefore, therefore, it indirectly encourages individualism mm -hmm. uh, through Christianity. Uh, so therefore, um, if you're if you are good um, uh, Christian, then you slowly leave your culture and and you know follow some other traditions. So that that's why there is there is where I think um, uh, the challenge for us to rethink uh, spirituality and and Christianity and individual uh, versus community and, and and things like that. Yeah. It also makes me think that coming from your perspective, uh, growing up in that culture, um, lots of things in the Hebrew Bible and even the New Testament would make more sense to you. <laughs> that, I mean, a lot, a lot of the things that I find myself having to explain to students are these precise issues. They don't understand the idea that you're always represented by somebody who, you know, goes before you or that, you know, that whole house uh, was baptized, you know, like the idea, the idea that every, everything happens as a group. So I wonder if you see strategic advantages in understanding scripture that, that we, that 
I mean, quite honestly, I'd say the Western church needs to learn from the global church how to understand parts of scripture. I have not learned this one from any one of my Western friends, but uh, it's, it just came to my mind uh, when I um, came farther into this uh, Christian uh, gospel or message in the primal context, the idea of sin and salvation. Uh, so mm-hmm. in my culture, uh, when a person commits sin, for example, you set the blood of someone, either mistake or consciously, um, it is the earth that suffer because of your sin. Mm. So because of your sin, that the earth uh, cannot uh, bear fruit or cannot produce vegetable. And so the earth is the one that suffered because of sin. And you as a guilty, your responsibility is not, not to apologize to the person you whom you hurt as such, but then to do something about it, the nature. So in this context, mm. um, me as a guilty person has to uh, do rituals to restore the fertility of the earth. So the fertility of the earth. Um, now, I read this similar thing in Genesis. Um, mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. Ken uh, kills his brother, and so it was the earth suffered. But how, 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 how did we miss that in the in the in the, in the, right, right. In the New Testament, Old Testament uh, uh, yeah, the commentary? Uh, because it was not right, uh, right. the worldview of the our friends in the Western world. Therefore, they missed. It was not so important for them, I guess, I presume. But if it was me writing that Genesis commentary, then I would pick up that one and I would easily connect to my own practice of what you call tolte. Tolte meaning the clearing of the ground or restoring Mm. of the fertility of the ground, the earth, the soil. Mm. Uh, So then I see, well... um, uh, primary religion is sometimes is closer to biblical uh, biblical message than the Western uh, the commentaries that we have, you know. Um, so that's one, for example. Um, uh, w- yeah, I can think of, yeah. of many. I mean, even just immediately after that with uh, Noah, yeah. you know, I, I'm always having to explain to students. Yeah. It kind of freaks Western students out. <laughs> that God makes a covenant with the animals yes. alongside Noah and, and, and humanity, yes. right? And uh, they can't understand why. They can't understand why an animal would be held accountable for murder yeah. as well as a human. Yeah. And so, the, like, those deeper connections, I said, well, they, you know, there's a very deep connection. Violence, you know, as, as one of my friends, Matt Lynch, mm. uh, he's an Old Testament scholar, yeah. likes to say, the, probably the best way to translate what happens before Noah's flood is the, the wickedness of man ruins the earth. Uh and and all of that language. I'm sorry, I just wrote a book on this that hasn't gone to press yet. But okay. it struck me in okay. in looking into a lot of things how much the dirt mm. suffers from the wickedness of yes. humans, like that direct connection yeah. uh, in Genesis. That um, that is that is very important, uh, particularly the, this present day of uh, the, uh, the ecological crisis. Mm-hmm. That is very important for me, you know. It is human sin that we have. We have. We, 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 we are not got stuck now, uh, because because all this uh, climate change and all that, you know, because of human sin, 
is a, it is a sin that uh, you know it is um, uh, the, the 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 nature is unable to bear it, and so therefore I think re-reading mm. of some of these important texts would be very helpful. I mean, for this uh, in the context of the uh, ecological crisis, also. Yeah. You you mentioned in passing, you know that th this idea is not in the in the commentaries that you read, and it, it makes me think um, a lot of American and British, uh, European in general, but a lot of American and British theology and biblical scholarship gets, uh, for lack of a better word, exported uh. to the rest of Christianity around the world. And I I wonder, it, it, as a professor who taught for you know twenty years theology, like did you ever find yourself constantly having to explain to in your culture why this commentary or this theology was so concerned about something that you weren't concerned about or you thought they were over worried about things that weren't necessarily uh, a direct concern for you in your culture well um there might be two things <clears throat> one uh, thing is that as i mentioned in the beginning that um uh the things that i'm doing just now um, is a is a recent development. So um, much of these things were not there um, uh, when I was in the seminary. Um, that's that's one. And secondly, uh, even there there was anything, then the issues of uh, tribal context were not given equal chance. In um, I'm sorry to say this, but uh, it's a fact that in Indian theological edu uh, education, uh, when yeah. I say mainline India, because we are in periphery, we are we are in very extreme corner of India, and uh, not only uh, friends like yourself, you said that you never, I mean, you 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 you, di you didn't know about the, the northeast, but many people in central India are we're not aware of our existence. Therefore, our mm. issues were not, uh, I, I'm sorry to say this again, but uh, uh, were not taken as a, as a, as important issues. Uh, um, this might be, might change now, but then, you know, about uh, 10 years ago, it was not the case. Therefore, mm. these issues we were not able to raise in our classrooms, um, in our teachings also because um, there were other issues that the majority communities are facing those were those those issues have uh, you know dominated um, uh, theological discussions for example when you talk about contextual theology what when mm. we talk about Indian Christian theology there was nothing about tribal uh, theology in those days um, therefore, mm. It was not there, um, uh, but um, uh, this uh, has uh, this has changed now. I think uh, seminaries have started uh, talking about now um, about this now, so uh, it's much better. But in those days, there were not much. And one another issue that um, I used to uh, share in my class was. Um, not from the Bible, but uh, the creeds, apostles' creeds, hmm. Nicene creeds, hmm. all that, and and then um, we said Jesus was born, um, and then 
we jump over the life and jump directly to the, the crucifixion. And we omit, mm. you know, the whole life experience, the work of Jesus, which are very important for tribal people, for indigenous people. Mm. And so oh. I used to share those things with my, with my friends. But then, you know, um, there's also uh, um, an, an, a view, a uh, concept that if you're a faithful uh, follower of Jesus, you have to be strict to the tradition, you know. Uh, so questioning, mm-hmm. you know, the, the creeds, questioning the traditions uh, can be also considered as a part of uh, weakness uh, by some people. So there, mm-hmm. there's also a struggle in that in, in, you know, in that way. Um, but but I, yeah, I, I struggle with these issues. So then I ask the question: Are we are we here to uh, preserve? Are we the custodians of other people's faith? Or do we have a theology? Do we have, have we seen mm. Jesus? Have we experienced God? You know, then tell us, tell me that, you know, that is the, the theology from, from, a, from a tribal people. Uh, so what we call theology or doctrine, or I mean, I don't know uh, which, which, which uh, uh, tradition you follow, but we say here that evangelical, okay? Uh, so if you are a good and faithful evangelical and you have to stick to the teachings of those uh, people, you know. And so the, the question arises, are we simply a custodians of other people's faith and tradition or are we also, uh, you know, uh, supposed to uh, see Christ and experience Christ and express that faith fresh from us, you know, from our own context. So, hmm. uh, yeah, I, 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 I use challenge my students. Yeah. Hmm. No, I, I think that's very helpful. And even the distinction you made before that this these tribal religions where you're from in the Northeast aren't even really the center. They're not, they haven't been part of the discussion in, in big evangelical uh, Indian uh, theological seminaries or institutions. Yeah, it's true. And so, and I think you know. It, so we have similar issues in the United States. You know, the how how closely do you follow the historical doctrines? You know, when is it appropriate to critique them mm-hmm. or break from them strategically? But um, and some people might hear this, and I can imagine them saying. Oh well, for the sake of diversity, you know, mm. this is a, this is a buzz buzzword in America these days. But <laughs> you know, the, for, just for the sake of diversity, they had to add in this tribal stuff, you uh-huh. know, so they could meet everybody's needs and accommodate. And I'm I'm hearing you, and after reading this book, uh, Voices from the Margins, I I'm actually thinking of something else is that I actually learn more about my relation, my community's relationship to God, mm. and I would learn more about Western Christianity. By studying what you guys have said about uh, how Christianity interfaces with tribal religions in this little place in India, I had never even heard about. <laughs> um, so it was actually less an issue of diver- you know, bringing mm. in diverse voices, uh, although I think there's a value for that in the scripture itself. Uh, but more, I, I learned more theologically by listening to this other perspective that I didn't know existed. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then. Um um, for example, my um, my contribution in the book, um, you know, I I had to I had to take a, a step uh, in a step, uh, um, saying that well, 
um, you have to risk <laughs> you have to risk Christ for Christ's sake. There's, there's a scholar called M.M. Thomas in India who, who said the same thing. So uh, because uh, for for us indigenous people, one of the stumbling block is not people from outside, but our own thinking that, well, uh, don't do this, or else you'll make a mistake, a theological mistake, you know. That fear, mm. that fear becomes a stumbling block to do, to, 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 to do, even to produce, a, a, you know, a, a decent reflection of theology because of that fear. So I try to break that fear and then say something uh, at the risk of being considered as a, as a, uh, someone heretic, you know, by by proposing that we need to we need to discern the footprints of God in our tradition, mm. in our history. Uh, so I suggest that um, that against the thinking that um, we. We, we began to know God only after missionaries have arrived. So then I asked the question, well, who brought us, who brought our forefathers, foremothers, foreparents um, up to the time when the first missionary arrived? One mm. thing. And second, um, are there many sources of good things? Or if the source of good things is the only one, then... Good things in our culture must be from God, I said. Hmm. Um, so then it becomes easier for us to, uh, you know, think positively and then reconnect ourselves to reroot ourselves into our culture. You know, um, hmm. I, I don't know how much you follow Indian situation just now. Um, so um, for us as indigenous people, it's so important, particularly in Northeast, because because uh, in northeast uh, we have a different history, different culture, um, mm. different tradition, uh, different geographical area uh, from the mainland India. Therefore, therefore identity and culture is very important. This is where uh, Christianity, in my view, would help us. Uh, so Christianity is not only to go for, for going to heaven. Or it's not only for the salvation of your soul, but it's also help you to live um, a, a, a life of human beings with equal dignity and and mm. uh, rights, and uh, you know, um, and also contribute contribute to to uh, to society. Uh, so, so that, that's how I I feel that unless we reroot ourselves into culture and faith, mm. then we will not be able to contribute to the society, the well-being of the society. So, so um, yeah, this, this is so important for me. I appreciate that. And uh, so you published this book, with, it's called Voices from the Margins, Wisdom of Primal Peoples in the Era of World Christianity with you and Dr. David Smith. Yes. Uh, this is with Lang Langham Press. Yes. Um, and I wonder, what's your association with the Langham Partnership, which is the the John Stott uh, Legacy Foundation? I guess. Do, do you have an association with them? Well, uh, Chris uh, Chris Wright um, used to mm. uh, be part of us at UPS Union Biblical Seminary in Pune, where I work about twenty years. 
and so um, mm. we we knew each other, and we worked together. And then um, Langham also um, helped our faculty development projects um, mm. for their PhD studies and all that. And um, so uh, uh, John Stott is also um, yeah very close to to us in terms of the theology and the work. And I myself had a privilege to hear him his last uh, last uh, message in Keswick Convention. Um, mm. And then the other thing was my first book, uh, Can God Save My Village? It was also published by Langham. So this, uh, mm. yeah, those are my connections, yeah. Yeah, so, and Langham is one of the, I think, the one of the few, maybe only, Christian publisher who's, Kind of committed to publishing global Christian voices and yeah uh, and distributing yeah. them, if, if I'm correct yeah with and, a cheaper price so that uh, we can yes. afford to buy yeah yeah <laughs> yes. yeah yeah yes. uh, it's an impressive catalog uh, of mostly mostly scholars that people in the West have not heard of uh, unless they've had their eyes uh, open to it but I, I always keep my eyes on the the Langham uh, partnership mm-hmm. website so well uh, Dr Zhang Holam. How Kip? I hope I said that yeah. halfway correctly. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clo- close you. enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you so much for your wisdom, uh, and thank you for this book, uh, Voices from the Margins. It was like powerfully insightful, and there, there were even a few chapters in there were worth the price of, and the time of the whole book. It was just amazing. So, thank you. and it's a uh, it's a collection of essays from various scholars on primal religions uh, today. So, thank you for your wisdom and guidance on this topic. Thank you. You've been listening to the Biblical Mind Podcast, exploring the deep structures of Christian scripture. For more, visit the magazine at thebiblicalmind.org. Subscribe to this podcast at all the usual places so you never miss an episode.